Boker Tov, today's daf is daf Mem Tes in the Dorm. Start the new parak, we're more than halfway through the Masechet Bar Hashem. Says the Mishnah, Hanodim and Amavushal. First makes a netter that he's not going to eat anything that is cooked. Menamavushal. So what does that include? Now we're getting to the nitty gritty of what, 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 what is included. And as we'll see, we mentioned before back in Daflamet, Benadarm, Holochach, Loshim, Benayadam. What do people mean by that? So when he said an armament of bushel, the opinion in the mission, we'll see another opinion of the Gemara, is that he's allowed, mutabitsli, you're allowed to eat roasted fruit with a shalak. Shalak generally we in, interpret to mean uh, it's overcooked, it's seething. And that's what Rashi says over here, Mavushal Yosemi died. The Ran disagrees. The Ran says in the first Ran, about halfway down on the page on the left side, says that no, that shalak means bushel below bushel. It's not entirely cooked, it's only partially cooked. Like uh, like the carbon uh, pesach, which is mushal uh, nov, right? You're not supposed to eat it like raw, half cooked. So so the Ran says, even though shalik normally can mean in the pasuk seething or overcooked, uh, over here lashman adam is when people use that lashon of shalik. I guess where the Ran was, or whatever he understood at the time of the Gemara to be, that uh, that at the time of the Gemara when people said shalik, they meant half cooked uh, food. So mavushal means cooked. Sali means roasted. Shalik means half cooked, according to the Ran, not according to Rashi. And so, therefore, your mutter to eat, if you only said you're not going to eat cooked dishes, you're allowed to eat roasted or half cooked. Let's say he says, though, I make a netter that I'm making any, I'm not going to taste anything which is cooked, not minhamavushal. Minhamavushal means something which is totally cooked, which means excluding roasted or half cooked. He says, anything tafshal, which is a cooked dish, I'm not going to have a cooked dish that I'm not going to taste. Also, Maizikadeira, he can't eat Maizikadeira, something cooked in a pot, even though it's not really 100% cooked, but it's, it's, uh, it's roasted in a pot, loosely cooked. Rach means soft. It's got uh, juice, uh, gravy. Umutababa, but he's allowed to have a thick dish, even though, like Rashi points out, like daisa, which is like porridge. Uh, he's allowed to eat that because that's not considered, right? It says that can't have something which is like very liquidy, but porridge, which is more solid, like a, a thick dish, he's mutter because does not include that according to our Mishnah. So he's allowed to have a thick dish. And we'll see, isn't that really cooked also? The Gemara will explain the reason why he's allowed to have a, cooked, a, a thick dish. Ubeitza Tumisa, a shriveled uh, a shriveled egg. Ron says it's talking where they, uh, they, you know, they, they cooked it like uh, hundreds or thousand times. They, they cooked it very far uh, from the shulker, first in hot water a thousand times, then in cold water a thousand times, until it was totally shriveled up. That's not considered cook, a cook, therefore you're allowed to eat that. And also in a cooked, uh, a cooked gourd or a pumpkin. Right, Ramutza means it's in hot ashes. That's also not considered uh, top shield, a cooked dish. Another there. let's say you uh, make an edit, you're not going to have anything, uh, um, uh, a cooked, uh, something that's cooked in a pot. In El only in a hot and a boiled, something that's boiled. But if it's not boiled, even though it was made in a pot, it's okay. But let's say he says, I make an edit that, I'm, uh, that anything that goes into a pot is forbidden to me. Shani Tom also anything cooked in a pot, not just normally of course something that's uh, something made in a pot usually refers to something that's boiled and cooked very well. 
but if it's if he just has anything going into the pot, sometimes you put stuff into a pot just to warm it up, and then you can't have that either. So these are the various lashonas. Our Mishnah, though, disagrees with Rabbi Oshia. Tanya says, Rabbi Oshia, Oser, Oser. What do you mean? What is he ossering? He's going on the first part of the Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah says, you make a netty, you're not going to eat something that's cooked, something that's cooked. You're allowed to have something roasted or let's call it half cooked. Right, the way the Ronlins are going to the according to Rashi, it's oh, it's uh, totally cooked, uh, overcooked, seething. Tanner Biosho, so he asks, us, he says, even, even a roasted or a half cooked dish is also forbidden. Even though it's a solid proof, there's a remembrance. Shenemah the Pesach says in Divrei Yomim, notice it's Divrei Yomim, by Vashlois a Pesach, and they cook the Pesach, Baesh, in fire, Kamishprat, according to the Halacha. So <laughs> obviously, you know, the Pesach was roasted, as it says, in fire, right? So it doesn't mean they cooked it. You just lose Lashon of Bishel, even though sometimes the Lashon of Bishel refers to roasted also. So when a person says he makes it, he's not going to eat something which is cooked, it could even refer to something that's roasted. So Rabbi Yoshi disagrees with the Mishnah. He says, not that our Mishnah says you're allowed to have something that's roasted or half cooked. He says, no. That's also Osir, because uh, Bishel could refer to those things too. Maybe this is Machlokis. Rabbi Yoshia Savar, what's Machlokis Mishnah, which says that if you forbid yourself eating a cooked dish, you're allowed to have roasted, and Rabbi Yoshia says you may not. Rabbi Yoshia Savar, you go according to Lashon Torah. The ton and Lashon Torah by Yavashlu, Bishel could refer to roasted also. The ton and the Lord, our ton of Savar, but Adorm Hachalashim, but Adorm. And Adorm, we go by what people, because it goes according to your intent. So if the person, well, the way people speak, when people say cooked, they don't mean roasted. If I say roasted, I mean roasted. And if I say seed, I mean seed. When I say cooked, I mean cooked. So that's the machlokas. Do you go by Lashem Adam or do you go by Lashem Adam? So more low. Everybody agrees that by we go by Lashem Adam like we had here, like we had in back in Daflamit. Mark Yesra, Mark Yesra, the difference is the town of our Mishnah, whether that is Rameir or, or Rebbe, went according to his town. And his town, Bishel meant Bishel, not roasting. Whereas Rav Yoshia in his town, uh, Bishel could also refer to roasting. Right? In our Tana's Mishnah, in our Tana's Lashon, the town of our Mishnah's Lashon, you say roasted, roasted means roasted. If you say it's roasted, you call it Sali. And if it's something that's cooked, you call it Mavushal. In the Rav Yosha's town, Afilut Sli Kari Bavushal. Even Sli is also called Bavushal. Iva Krod Nosavla. He'd seem that. Why do you say that it's based on his town, the Lashem Be'adam? He brings down a pasuk. Asmach to Be'adam. That's simply a support. But he really goes by Lashem Be'adam. So everybody agrees. But Adar Machal Lashem And the question is, what's Lashem Be'adam in your town? So again, if uh, today somebody made a netter. Uh, that uh, something would be altered like a carbon, it depends on the Lushan that you normally use in your town. Farsh may ask over here, why did Rabbi Yoshia bring a Pasik from Debrei Yaman by Yavashlu as a Pesach Baish to prove that even Bishel refers to, even roasting refer, is called Bishel. What about the Pasik itself? And in Re'e, it says, we shalta v'yachalta when it comes to the carbon Pesach. The Pasik in the Chumash says, even though we know that it's got to be tzkiim sliyesh, right? And I'll I'll menanon in uh, in Shmos, it says I'll talk don't eat it raw or half make. It's got to be roasted. So we have a, so even though it has to be roasted, the pasuk in the chumash says we shalt v'yachalta. So this is a question that the Mefarshim asked, and some say that Adaraba, since by loshem adam, 
it's better to use a Pasuk and Divrei Yamim, which is the words of Ezra and Nehemiah, and not the Pasuk of Hashem, which is the Pasuk Nechomish, because don't bring a rye from the way Hashem called that. Hashem could call Bishol, he could call roasting Bishol also. But look at the way people, Ezra and Nehemiah, the that he brings down from the Barbadel, that a Navi, even though he got his Nebuah from Hashem, but the Lashen in which he described it, which he enunciated the Nivua, was his own Lashen, right? If he got, he only spoke English. That, yeah. That's the Navi's words. It's the Navi's own words, right? He saw the Nivua from Hashem, but he said it in his own, you know, in his own words. So here too, we'd rather bring a proof from uh, from Ezra and Nehemiah, which used their own words, and they they called uh, roasting Bishel, better bring a proof from there than from the Pasuk. But at the end of the day, we said, everybody though agrees that because you go by his intent, and that's simply an asmach, that's simply a support. The, the Pasuk from Dibrayim is also much later, and it's only Bavel to, I mean, right. there's a direct line. Right, right, it's then. closer to uh, the way we speak. So the Misha said that if you forbade a tafshul, he said any a cooked dish that I'm not going to taste, you can't eat even something which is lo- loosely cooked, like in a pot, soft, but you're allowed to eat something which is hard. So the Gemara asks, But he said, Tafshel, something cooked. What's the difference if it's soft or if it's hard? Soft means it's got rotep, it's got sauce or, or, or gravy. Uh, it's something which is hard, but sometimes you can cook. It's also a Tafshel, it's also cooked. You can cook hard things and make things hard too. That's how the Ron learns on his first shot. In other words, he said, Tafshel, why does he say that you're allowed to have something which is hard? Another shot that he gives down is that some say that uh, we say it's also b'maisa rach, right? This some parshi the also b'maisa rach, b'maisa kadei or rach kashale the lav tafshilu. Even something which is cooked but is soft is not necessarily a tafshil. That's his kasha. So he says b'shari the kibbutz mitzvah l'erif the tafshil. In other words, there's two ways to understand the kasha. The mishnah said konim tafshil. I'm not going to have a cooked dish. And we said what does that refer to? So if you say konim tafshil, you are also in a in a soft cooked dish, in a loosely cooked dish, and you're allowed to have a hard uh, something hard. So one way to learn the kashas, like Mara says, Vatashal Nadar, that would include even something which is hard. Another way to say is no, just the opposite. That why is my sikadeira rach? Why is that the usr? That's not really cooked. It's only partially cooked. It's loosely cooked. It's not really, we're not really uh, emphasizing if it's cooked or not. Aitana <clears throat> anything which is eaten with bread. In other words, they used the custom was to take bread and dip it in. They always were, were dipping people, right? Uh, right? They always togo. So when they when they eat it with bread, like the way Israelis eat the, the hummus, you know, they take the bread and the pita and they wrap it in there. So anything which is eaten with bread is called the tafshul. That's his answer. And therefore, however you learn the kash, is eaten with bread. But a hard dish isn't eaten with bread. It's like eating with bread with bread. Tanya, this is Benichu, so this is a proof. If you make an edaman a tafshul, that's like what we're saying here that konam tafshul. Also, you can't eat any kind of cooked dish, but you can't even eat roasted dish or something roasted or something half roasted. This this rice goes like who? Like Rabbi Yoshi's opinion, not like our Mishnah, because our Mishnah says, he says, Osir. Because you can't have like small gourds, that the sick people eat those things. You can't eat those. 
because they sick people eat those things, they eat their bread with those things. So again, you see from the fact that he emphasizes they eat their bread with it, that bavushal means something that you eat bread with. That's what the Ran says. Anything that's eaten with bread is called a tapshul. So it doesn't go by what you think the word cooked refers to. It refers to what do you eat with bread? If you eat it with bread, that's called cooked. That's how he defines it. Any is that really the case? That what that uh, that sick people eat this? That's that's your question. That sick people uh, eat the glue and yuff. They're good for a sick person because he say the uh, small gourds or soft gourds that the uh, sick people eat with their bread is that really good for sick people? Any? Or Yirmiya, we're at the first of the wide lines of the Gemara. Yirmiya, Cholish. Yirmiya got sick. A doctor came to visit him. Lasia to heal him. Chaza Kara the Machis Bebeisa. He saw a pumpkin sitting in the house. Shafke, he left him. Vinafke, he went out. Amar Malcham Abes Malcham Mosa Isle This guy's got a Malcham Abes in his house. In other words, people are eating pumpkins here. Pumpkins are very dangerous for your health. He's got pumpkins in the house. Vano Elas. I'm going to go feed him. So he says, well, I'm not going to, the guy's killing himself over here. The Malchamavis is there. I'm going to go feed him. I'm going to go heal him. Uh, so you see over here that pumpkins are not good for one's house. Are they soft or are they hard? Soft ones are good. Those are good. Soft ones are good that the sick people eat soft gourds, soft pumpkins with their bread. But if they're hard, they're, those, those are injurious. And that's what that doctor was referring to. Rava Barula Amara. Talking about the pumpkin itself, the outside of the pumpkin is very hard. That's not good for you. The part that's inside, that's also called, right? The inside is good. Like the heart of the pumpkin, the inside, the silka, it's good to cook that with beets. That's good. The the heart of the flax plant, like the linsey, that's the inside. The kusra is eaten with kusra. That's good. Kusra is that. A dish of uh, sour milk with uh, salt and hard bread crust. Uh, those are good for you. So the point is, is that the inside of the of the uh, pumpkin or the gourd is good for you if it's uh, done properly. But don't tell Amaratsan this idea. Why? So this is a little bit hard to understand. Rashi says, Since it's good, don't tell them anything. Amaratsan, meaning the people who always make fun of the rabbis, uh, don't give them any good advice. Because otherwise they will eat too much of it and they'll ruin the flax. In other words, the flax is used for many things, manufacturing, clothing, etc. But if they eat the inside of it, if they, if they, they'll ruin all the plants by taking the inside of it as they think that's, that it's healthy. Uh, the Ron also says, they'll, not, they'll uproot all the pishtun ruin all the plants in order to get the inside, uh, the like the fruit of it, the inside the heart. Uh, Rav Omer, Michael, Rav says, no, 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 it's not a kash at all. Because the truth is that pumpkins are good for sick people. This that you say over here that, uh, um, that, uh, that we, we, we say that, you know, that, uh, that, that whether they're good or not good, is not the issue over here. The truth is that maybe pumpkins, pumpkins are not good for sick people. They're not good at all. Pumpkins are not good for sick people. And um, we said, It's not talking about sick people. Sick people shouldn't eat pumpkins. That's not good for them. Like that doctor ran away. Says he saw pumpkins. 
But when we say over here, when we said over here that uh, if you made a net, you're not going to eat a cooked dish. You can't eat with anything, uh, anything cooked or roasted or half cooked, and you can't eat uh, solid gourds that that the sick people eat their bread with. It. It's mashma that it's good for sick people. We're not talking about really sick people. We're talking about chachamim. The truth is that it's not good for sick people. Pumpkins aren't good for sick people, but it's good for weak people. First to the rabbis, according to his reason, said, upon who is it that we daven every day in Shmanesrei for the Ksiri or the invalids, Valmari, and the sick people? Come on, Krabiosi, go to Krabiosi. What do we mean by that? So here the Ram points out there's a machlokis in Mar Mashana. Uh, are you do you pray for people uh, as a people judged each and every day or only on Rosh Hashanah? So Rabiosi says they're judged each and every day. Lorabonan hold the only judge on Rosh Hashanah. Since their Gemara din is a Rosh Hashanah, there's no point in davening all year round for these people. Who are these people? The we say the Ktsiri Valmari on the both Lashanas of sick people. So Mira Amar Ketsiri Umari. Since you talk about it, wouldn't, it would be redundant to use the same Russian to say sick and sick. Sira means really sick people. Marie are the Rabbanan who are weak. Why are they weak? The last words on Raman Alf in the Ram, go back to Raman Alf in the Ram. Even when they're healthy, they're weakened. The Torah saps their strength. So that's what we mean over here. When we say over that, the Cholin eat. Uh, the gourds with their bread, they're not really sick, but they're weak. It gives them strength. But if a person who's really sick, maybe a brother says, uh, a person who's really sick should not eat gourds. It's not good for them. Uh, but uh, here referring to uh, sick people. So he says, as he says, Rabiosi and Rabbanan disagreed about, can you daven for people all year round like we do? Or like the Rabbanan would say, no, it doesn't help because they, they, were, they were already, uh, their fate was already sealed on Rosh Hashanah. So, we daven lamaisa, we daven every day for sick people and for the chachamim. Here Rashi points out, we say, that's the sick people. On for the remnant of their scholars, right? So we daven for them every day. That's like Rabbi Yossi. But you see over here that Marie, Marie is the lotion of uh, being sick. It refers to the rabbis who aren't really sick, but they are weakened from studying Torah. He said that if you if you forbade yourself from eating a cook uh, cooked dishes, um, so you can't eat even a loosely cooked dish anything in a in a pot. But if it's hard, then it's for then it's okay. And we explained what's the reason, what's really the understanding for uh, what do we mean by tafshil? Does it refer to only cooked dishes? It really refers to anything that you eat with bread. But hard stuff you don't eat with bread. That's the assumption. That's why you mut about it. Must eat no look of the Amish doesn't go like the Babylonians because the Babylonians, I'm saying, the silly Babylonians, the they eat bread with bread, <laughs> meaning they, they eat bread like with something which is like similar to bread. So we don't eat bread with bread. Would you make a, a sandwich and take two slices of bread and put another piece of bread in between there? You wouldn't do that. You put something, the bread is eaten with other foods. So he says anything which is eaten with bread is considered a top shelf. So you could say even, let's say you had a harder a meat of some sort, that's hard, but if you eat it with bread, that's called the top shul. And our mishnah, that's what we mean to an, an our mishnah. But our mishnah doesn't go like the Babylonians because Babylonians, they do eat bread with bread. Amr of Chista, how, how do you see that? So, uh, uh, he says, the year says, Amr of Chista, leka, the mashal, so anybody could ask, lahon, lahalei nek, doni, the hutzel. 
Can you ask somebody, Rav Chisra was from Babel also, ask these uh, Epicureans, these uh, people who are very makbid or they're istinists, they are very careful about what they eat. Can you ask them in Hutzel, that's where, where they were, Hadain Daisa, when you eat this kind of Daisa, Daisa is a porridge, you know, made from uh, wheat or barley, Hechemali how is it good to eat it? How is it good to eat it? Dechita, is it good to eat like wheat porridge, with wheat bread, with the sari and and barley porridge with barley bread, or the other way around. You should eat wheat uh, wheat barley wheat uh, porridge with barley bread with the sari and barley porridge with wheat with wheat bread. What's the best way to eat it? In other words, you see that they used to eat basically with daisa. Like today, you know, you wouldn't you have daisa a thick porridge. You wouldn't think of eating it with bread, but they did. And that's what they did over there. So he said that um, Amish doesn't go like the Babylonians because Amish held that you wouldn't eat something hard with bread. But the Babylonians did. Rabbi Achlei he ate his bread with chassisi. He turns and says, kemach um, shatlay, it's like uh, uh, flour uh, of, 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 parched, of, of parched wheat. Uh, parched wheat, he would eat bread with that. Rabbi Rafuna, these are all rabbis in Babel. Ashkei Rafuna, he found Rafuna found Rafuna the Kaochel Daisa Betzbose. He found it. I guess it was his father who was eating um, the uh, porridge with his finger. Amar Amale Amai Kaochel Marbia. Why are you eating with your hand? He ate it with like he was taking one finger and sticking it in. So he said, uh, sticking it in there and eating it that way. So he said, um, Why are you eating it? Uh, why you Why do Why are you eating it this way? It's very sweet to eat with your finger. I guess he sucked on his finger. He ate it that way. It tasted good. Certainly if he ate it with two or three fingers, it would taste even better. If they invite you to eat porridge, add parsa. Run even a parsa, a parasang. It's like a, a long you know, longer than a mile, a long distance, uh, if they invite you to eat that, because that's very good, right? You go, because it's worthwhile. Lamecha Bisra, the tour, if you're going to eat beef, you can run even for three, because beef is a good, you know, meat is healthy for you, right? The old days, before we understood about cholesterol and all that, they're going to give you beef, you know, a meat, the meat meal, uh, run even three parts. You shouldn't spit out. In other words, when you eat certain dishes, certain dishes generate more saliva in the mouth. So it was very common, you know, to spit out the saliva wouldn't be healthy for you. So he says, everything you shouldn't spit out, uh, you know, uh, in, front, uh, in front of your master, in front of your rabbi, it's not proper to, to, to spitting out. You know, until recent times, they had spittoons in shul, right? People wouldn't like that today. Uh, but he says, in those days, he says, you shouldn't spit out anything from your Rebbe. It's not proper. The barman dice, except for if you ate uh, uh, pumpkins, gourds, or um, or porridge, uh, you shouldn't eat that because they generate a saliva, which if you swallow is injurious to you. Shane Doman, the tilta shaleva, they're like little lead pellets. And uh, it's not good to swallow that stuff. So that you could spit out even in front of your Rebbe because it would, it's considered proper. In front of the king. Kind of the king Schwartz, you should spit it out because it's unhealthy. When it comes to your health, everything, nothing takes precedence before your health. 
Uh, Rashi says, uh, the, I mean, the Ran says that the psilo shalever doesn't digest well. So if you swallow that stuff, it's not good. You know, I don't know how that works chemically because if you could eat the porridge and that digests well, why is the saliva that it generates, that's not good. Maybe it, it, it causes other enzymes and things like that to come out and that's not healthy. Uh, Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda, we're going to see now Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda, this Rabbi Yehuda, Stam Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda by Loy, was a very poor man. Poverty stricken. And Rabbi Yehuda, one was eating daisa with his fingers, as we mentioned before. He was told that it's uh, very, it's delicious to eat it that way. And one was eating it with hutza. What's hutza? Hutza was like a spoon. He ate it with klipas uh, eights. He ate it with the shell of a piece of wood. In other words, they were both, in those days, it was common to eat out of one dish. They didn't all have their own dishes. So they had one big dish of, of porridge. And they were eating together out of there. Abuda ate it with his fingers. And uh, or one of them made it with his fingers and one of them made it with a, uh, a utensil, let's call it a spoon. The one who was eating with a spoon, especially with his fingers, until when are you going to keep feeding me your filth? What does he mean by that? Because if he's eating with his fingers, what about all the dirt and the grime and who knows what else is under his fingernails? So he says, you're eating with your fingers. What do you do? You put it in your mouth and then you put it back in called double dipping. Double dipping. The Gemara knew this about before Seinfeld, they knew about double dipping, right? So, so uh, you know, that's double dipping. You put it in your mouth, not just even, he's not even talking about putting it in your mouth over here. The, here he was talking about the, the filth that's under a person's nails, right? So says the rhyme. It's the, it's the dirt, the filth under your nails where, you know, you, you, all kinds of grime and dirt get in there. So he says, you're giving me by putting your fingers into the uh, in, directly into the into the uh, daisa, you're uh, giving me, I'm eating your filth. So the one who was eating with his fingers, the one who was eating with the with the spoon, until when are you giving me your spit? This is the double dipping, right? You're giving me your spit. Why? Because you take the spoon, right? You dip it in, you eat it. You don't wipe off the spoon. Then you put the spoon back in. It's like putting your whole mouth into the dice, right? It's like putting your whole mouth in there. Just eat it once and, and end it, right? That's what he said. Just eat it once and end it, meaning wipe off the spoon or don't put the spoon directly back in there. So one complained about the dirt on the other guy's fingers. One complained about the saliva out of his mouth that's going right back into the, uh, into the dish. Rabbi Yudram Shimon, Rabbi Yudram Shimon, again, I mentioned Rabbi Shimon, now, the side of is the gears is Belufsin, but the Ran also had the gears of Beluspayan, the translate like, sounds like lesbian, lesbian, some kind of a, uh, of a fig that doesn't uh, digest well. They were eating, they brought before them figs that don't digest well, kind of some kind of a species of figs. Rabbi Yehuda Ochel, Rabbi Yehuda ate them. Rabbi Shimon Ochel, Shimon didn't eat it. Amale Rabbi Yehuda, my time, Elohim Mar. So Rabbi Yehuda said to Rabbi Shimon, why aren't you eating these figs? They never leave your intestines, meaning they don't digest. They just sit there inside. It's very good. Because since Rebuta was poor, so if they don't digest well, they'll give me energy tomorrow too. If it just, if it just comes out of your, it comes right out of your system, you have no energy here. It'll, it'll, he says, look, it's good for me because since I'm poor, you know, I'm happy. I mean, like he, was, he didn't say he's poor, but he is. he was poor as we'll see. He says, oh, it's very good because it'll stay in the system longer and it'll sustain them longer. 
Your face is shining today. I'll tell you why. Yesterday, your servants went out and set to the field. They and they brought us some beets. We ate them without salt. We would have been, uh, we would have been, our faces would have even been shining more. In other words, they gave us great enjoyment. The shining could be um, psychological enjoyment, but here it's mashma that it was physical because it was something that they ate that gave them so much energy that their faces shone. Um, a certain uh, noble Roman woman, Mora Varavi, you're a Mora Haroi. I know you're a great rabbi and you're also a drunkard because she saw that his face was very shining. As if, he, as if he just had a, you know, a few pints. So he said, you're, how can you, you be a rabbi and you're also drunk? How does that work? Trust me. I put my trust in you. Believe me when I tell you, if I drink any drink, I drink wine only. The only time I ever drink wine is I make Kiddush Friday night and Abdullah Saturday night. And the four kosos that we drink on Leila Seder. And I get so drunk on just from those four cups of wine that I have to bind my forehead from Pesach until until uh, until Shavuos. In other words, even then I can't even hold wine. Even the wine, the four cups of wine, is too much for me. Believe me, I don't drink. A man's wisdom is what makes his face shine. Pardon? Didn't mention Purim. Didn't mention Purim. Right. Right. Doesn't say it says sume, right? To get drunk. Uh, uh, so you can get drunk by going to sleep, right? Anyway, Chachmasadam Tarapanov. So he says that's what he's saying. In other words, Rabbi didn't have much money for wine anyway. So his 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 uh, face shone because of his Chachma. Rather, in other words, he wasn't bragging about himself. He's just saying that it's certainly not from drinking. Uh, if, if my face is shine, it's because of our Chachma, the Chachma of the Torah. Amalei Ahut Suduki Rabbiuda. And Apikora said to Rabbiuda, your face is shining, either for people who lend money for interest usury or people who are raised uh, swine and there's a great profit in them. So here again, here the, the face is shining, not because of some physical thing that he ate, but rather it's a psychological thing, like right? the man's wisdom. It's not because he ate something, it's not some physical reaction something that he ate, which may have been the case in the case where he ate the beets, but here it's like a psychological uh, uh, pl uh, pleasure or a pleasantness, which causes his face to shine. And he says, I, believe me, um, you know, so re 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 they told Rabbiuda, said, oh, you guys make so much money. That's probably why you're so happy and your face is shining. You're probably, you probably lend money for ribbits or your among the Jews, both those things are also. Your Tzadukis usually was a Jew too, but he says, you know, the Torah answers that. Ella, I'll tell you why my face shines. Ella, there are 24 conveniences, 24 bathrooms between my house and the base Medish. And I use them all. And every, at, every, at every opportunity, every hour, I use the bathroom. In other words, I don't have to hold it in. And I'm very happy uh, to relieve myself and that's why I look so good. So again, this could have been a physical thing, not the food, but physically, I don't have to hold it in. It was a real problem when they don't have bathrooms. 
So he says, there's plenty, a lot of bathrooms here, so I relieve myself and I feel good. Abuda, again, when he went to the base medrash, he put a, he took a, uh, a um, little, a, a pitcher, a pitcher or a jug of some sort on his shoulder. You know what? Work is good. As we said, uh, right? Work makes the, uh, makes, uh, makes your um, life sweet. In other words, uh, doing work is mechabed your owner. What, what is mechabed the person who does the work, honors him, because what's the advantage of it? Because when he took the pitcher to the base medrash, he had something to sit on. They didn't, they didn't have benches and uh, uh, you know, pews like we have today. Uh, everybody had to bring their own share or their shares there weren't enough shares like they brought down in Leo Brachas, he had to have more shares. So he brought his own share with him. Farsham say over here that that was really his job. That um, that people used to work. You know, they weren't all sitting in coal all day, even though they learned. That was his job. He was a sabal. He was a schlepper. He, he cared. He was a mover, right? That was his job. When he said, because, you know, it's like, you know, because I, because I'm a schlepper and because I always carry things wasn't a problem for me since I carry things anyway, you see the carrying thing it worked out for me because by carrying things, I carry my chair with me effectively. I carried a big picture. I had something to sit on. That's what the viewer said. That was his job again, because he was a poor man. That was his job. Rab Shimon shuckled Sanal Kisva. He was like also like a basket on his shoulder. Shimon wasn't poor, so maybe that wasn't his job. But again, by schlepping the basket, he had something to sit on, and it honors it's uh, the one who does his work. Rabbiuta's wife, Nafkas, went out. Nafkas, she took some wool, some wool uh, of the gleeman. She made with that wool, she made some sort of a of a cloth, a, a, a uh, pardon. A robe, like a robe, she made like a robe out of out of wool, but it wasn't a, a hutfi, like a, a nice one, a very a nice one. She made a very nice robe uh, with wool, but it wasn't a coat. Kan nafkas the shikum when she went out to the marketplace, she covered herself with it, she wrapped herself in it. When Rabbi went to daven, he went to shul to daven. he would use it. It's what we call a unisex robe. She used it and he used it. And whenever he would wrap himself in it, have him baruch, he made a baruch, a baruch she'atani me'il. Blessed be him who wrapped me in a coat. It wasn't really a coat, it was just a robe, but he wrapped himself, he said that. Hashem say doesn't mean necessarily that he made a baruch, he made a bit without the shame of Malthus, because otherwise he wouldn't make up his own baruch. Anyways, in the Chada, one time, Gaza Rav Shimon Gamliel, made a zera, tanisa, whatever he was, it was an asara, there was a drought or whatever, and he was, and he, and he was gozer, he decreed that there should be a fast among the Jewish people. Rav Yudah lo he didn't come. Amrlei, so it was told to Rav Shemuel the reason Rav Yudah didn't come, he was poor, maybe his wife was out at the marketplace. Lo Islay Kisuya, he didn't have anything to wrap himself in, maybe it was cold, he didn't have anything proper to wear, he didn't have clothing. Shadalei Glima, so Rav Shemuel sent sent a robe to him to wrap himself in, but he didn't accept it. And when the messengers came with the robe and he didn't accept it, Dali Tzifsa, he lifted up the, the mat that he was sitting on. He didn't have a couch or chairs at home. He had a simple house. He sat on a mat. He lifted up the mat. And he told the messengers of Shemuel, 
look what I have under here. What was under there? Miraculously, there was gold underneath that. Look how much wealth I have, says Rashi. A miracle happened. And the smaller colossus of the whole place was filled with gold. Right? The whole place was full of gold. He says, in other words, it's not that I am, um, it's not that I am wanting that I have nothing to wear, that I can't afford to buy a coat, even though he really, really was poor. He didn't have a coat. But he said, look, I have plenty here. I don't want to have enough in this world. In other words, I don't want to take anything extra that, that uh, you know, I don't want to have anything to take. I know they have to take somebody's coat or to even buy a coat. I have plenty, but I don't want to have enough in this world. And that was his sitkus, and that's why he didn't come to the base matters that day. But these are really opposite views, right? One is that, you know, work is good. You right, that, right, right. The other one is yeah, yeah. Well, in other words, a simple benefit that, that he had. In other words, work is good, but uh, he doesn't want to take anything from anybody. And he certainly doesn't want to dress nicely or drive a fancy car or something like that. I don't know if they're opposite views. I think they can, you can you can say that they both are okay. But he should work for his basic needs. He had to work and it wasn't proper to take money from somebody else. It was proper to do even physical labor. All right, we'll pick him here tomorrow, Mitchum. Have a good day. Thank you. Good.